Welcome to Pastoring Out Loud, podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Learn more at southcities.church. Well, today in this uh, In Daniel's Office edition of the podcast with only one guest, we have Josh Kane, pastor at Northfield Community Church. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for having me. Josh, Dave Zuliger, and myself were all part of a Bethlehem Seminary cohort from 2010 to 2014. Mm -hmm. Do you have fond memories of those times, Josh? Yeah, I loved it. It was such a sweet season of life. It was a good season of life. I think we came in, there were 16 or 17 of us, Mm -hmm. nine of us married, maybe five of those with kids, and then people Mm -hmm. started having kids pretty quick. You Were you the last one to get married in the cohort? Um, you came in single. Yeah, yeah. I was, if, if not the last one, I th- it was close. You know I, what? It was Justin. Yeah, Justin right. was the last one. He was one. a couple months yeah. after me. Yeah, I was going to say about half of the cohort was married yep. before seminary, and the rest of us, mar- by the end of seminary, we were all married. Yeah. So God was very kind. Yeah. And yeah, he was. I remember he- that last... That last year of seminary, I think maybe seven of us had pregnant wives yep. at the same time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah we had uh, we had Helen three weeks before graduation. Yep. We had yeah. ta- we had Jack four days before graduation. Yeah. I'll, I always I will always remember that our graduation was on May sixteenth, twenty fourteen. Yep. Because my son was born on May twelfth. May twelfth. That makes it easy. Yeah. Um, so for the random question today, but not totally random, like. Do you have a favorite class in seminary? What did you really enjoy? Your favorite professor? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the systematic theology classes were probably my favorite. Um, Rick Shank taught the first few, and then Andy Nacelli taught the last one or two. Um, I remember ecclesiology being really helpful for mm, me. Ecclesiology. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, and then... Uh, all the classes where we did biblical theology, which was most of the classes, biblical theology was such a, a strong thread at BCS um, through the through the different classes. Um, biblical theology was probably the most impactful uh, thing that I learned in seminary that has yeah. that continues to bear fruit yeah. for me uh, personally in my walk with Christ and pastorally. Yeah, Jason DeRoshi, Jason Meyer, mm-hmm. some others yeah. had some. Some really sweet times. Any favorite moments stand out to you from uh, from any of those classes, or just your time in seminary? You know, we're just shooting the breeze here before we get yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those of you who know Daniel well know that Daniel's a gatherer. So, uh, Daniel, you were um, you were the the guy that got us together the most often. Yep. Uh, as a seminary Sem- seminary students tend to be less socially adept than maybe the general population. And so Daniel did a great job of initiating uh, events. Um, we we went to Flame. Was That's a, right. I think it's closed now. It's it was gone now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's some other, it might it's, even be at Chipotle now yeah, or something. It was at Rosedale. We would, like every couple months, yeah. kind of whoever could make it would go to Flame yeah. and eat cheap appetizers. And so that was... That was always really fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, Town Hall Brewery. Yep. After, after semin or after each uh, uh, each semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of celebrate the end of the semester. Yeah. Tom yeah. Steller would come join us sometimes. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It was a joy. Yeah. yeah, they were good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh, give me a little bit of background on 
you what happened like post seminary? We graduated in 2014. Mm-hmm. You went and took a pastorate mm-hmm. someplace for a season. Yep. Um, before coming to Northfield, just give me a yep. little bit of background on where you've been. What's been happening in your life? Yep. So uh, finished school in the spring of 2014 and had a brand new baby. And uh, the Lord opened the door for us to go to Humboldt, Iowa. Uh, Kenny Stokes, uh, former church, um, small converged church in uh, in Humboldt. Um, so I went there and I was uh, associate pastor there for almost seven years. Um, and the senior pastor at the time, um, his name is Doug Walter. He's uh, really good friends with uh, Justin Taylor and Dustin Schrammick. Uh There's a group of guys that graduated from the University of Northern Iowa together. Um, and Doug was one of those. So Doug was actually at Bethlehem, uh, not on staff, but he and his wife, Jamie, were members at Bethlehem for a couple of years. Um, after they were in college, so probably early 2000s. Um, they were there for just a couple of years, and then he went to Southern Seminary and uh, got his seminary training and then was pastoring in, in Iowa, and I, I went there um, and learned from him for seven years, and that was a really sweet season for Christina, my wife, my wife Christina, and I. Um, really learned how to be a pastor there, um, was able to invest in, in families and, uh, and individuals for, for that season of life. And, um, yeah, just really had a, had a sweet season there. Um, and then just over two years ago, the Lord opened the door for, for yeah. me to come back. Well, let's, uh, yeah. So interject, you left in 2014 mm-hmm. in 20, well, really for a number of years, South, the Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus, you know, had a whole host of people coming from mm-hmm. the Northfield area right. to be a part of what was happening first at Burnsville High School mm-hmm. um, from 2006 until I think it was 2012, mm-hmm. and from 2012 until we came into this building in 2018, um, you know, at Lakeville South High School. Just loads of people coming. There was always thought about like, hey, can we do a church plant? There was talk at one point of like. Hey, another video venue for yeah. for Bethlehem right. uh, down in Northfield that a few people at Campus Outreach talked about. Um, and different people were floated as, hey, these could be church planters. And eventually mm-hmm. a seminary student, Jonathan Woodyard, Woodyard. Who was at the Woodyard, who was at the North Campus, uh, actually ended up doing his residency at the South Campus yeah. with an eye towards uh, planting in Northfield. And I remember um Wow, this is—it's been quite a while ago. But uh, is it Pickleberry? Is that the name of the Pickleberry Farms? Pickleberry yeah, Farms. Dustin I, and Anna Hirschberger. Yep, yep. The Hirschbergers. Yeah, I remember the day at the a men's retreat. Um, mm-hmm. You know where uh, Jonathan came down and kind of met everybody for the first time. Yeah. Um, probably early 2016, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, it would have been fall of 2015. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and just hit it right off and yeah. uh, planted that church. Uh, we were, yep. uh, I remember it was actually the night of uh, the presidential election in 2016. We had mm-hmm. an elder meeting mm-hmm. and uh, formally approved Jonathan, mm-hmm. I think, to be a, yeah. to be a planter. And then he uh, you know, was off to the races yeah. um, planting. And then I think over the next two years, the statistic may be apocryphal, but I think mm-hmm. it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, not... Sixteen percent of our attendance, but I believe sixteen percent of our membership eventually landed at wow. Northfield Community wow. Church. Whether that's still yeah. the case, 
or not anymore. Probably yeah, not. Probably but, not. But mm-hmm. uh, at some point, and there was even you know our, uh, you know there was some different ways that we thought about membership, like members yeah. that were actually attending, members that weren't attending, yeah. members that were attending other campuses. It was yeah. kind of fuzzy in the wild west days of our ecclesiology mm-hmm. in the mid the mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and then sent a few elders mm-hmm. down as well. Mm-hmm. And some of whom are still serving there yeah. in Northfield. Yeah. Year. Dave Filzen yep. is on our elder board. Dave was one of the main catalysts for, uh, our church being planted. Um, yeah. So, um, there were probably eight or 10, six or six or eight or 10 families, something like that, uh, that were living in Northfield and they were driving up to Burnsville and then Lakeville every Sunday. And, uh, they just started looking around at each other and said, Hey, if we're, if we're living in Northfield, um, and we're driving up to Lakeville or Burnsville every Sunday, wouldn't it make sense to to start a church here in Northfield so that we can stay in town. Uh, we, we are most invested in this community. We want to see the gospel advance in this community. Um, and so w- what could the Lord do if, yeah. if we would, yeah. if we would join partner together, um, to start a, a church here in town with the, the sweet aroma of Christ that we're experiencing here at Bethlehem. Um, so Dave was a elder at that point. Um, probably, I don't know if Spencer was serving as an elder, Spencer Jones, Spencer was Kevin not Dow. Serving. Um, there's a few, few guys. Um, so yeah, Dave has served off and on as an elder. Um, he's currently serving as an elder, really grateful for his, his family. Um, but yeah, uh, Jonathan was, so uh, Daniel and Dave and I graduated in 2014. Uh, Jonathan graduated in 2016. And as he was finishing his last year of school, he, he was helping um, with the, the vision and planning behind the plant. And then they planted in the spring of 2016. Um, and uh, Jonathan pastored the church for f- about five years. Um, and while he was pastoring the church, he was also uh, pursuing his PhD at Midwestern and uh, serving in a couple of other capacities. And as he was getting close to the end of his PhD, he was feeling this tug toward academic, um, vocational academic stuff and um, took a job at Bethlehem S- Seminary um, and uh, so he he reached out to me in November of 2021 or 2020, November of 2020, um, and said, "Hey, I'm considering this. Would you be interested in in coming up here?" Yeah. Um, and Dave Dave was one of the catalysts for that. He put my Dave name. Dave Filson. Dave Zuliger. Sorry, Dave yep. was. Dave and I have stayed in contact, and um, Dave and Jonathan were close. And so Dave said, "Hey, if you're thinking about." a change, uh, you should reach out to Josh. Um, and a little background on me for those, for those of you who don't know me, which is most of you, uh, my wife, Christina grew up in Northfield, um, has lived in, lived in Northfield her whole life. Her parents are still in Northfield. Um, and so we, we've always known about Northfield Community Church. We kind of watched from afar as Jonathan and others planted that church, and we've been praying for and cheering for that church uh, since the beginning. Um, and so, uh, never thought that we'd come back to Northfield and that I would pastor that church. Um, but yeah, the Lord, the Lord opened the door. And when uh, when that idea was floated to you, was it instantly like a oh mm-hmm. yes, that is of yeah. interest. This is maybe 
sovereignty yeah. of God, like like a sense of the sovereignty of God yeah. immediately, or was yeah. it more like it had to percolate yeah. for a while? Or yeah, I I was all in right away. The first conversation I had with Jonathan, I hung up the phone thinking I would I would love to pastor that church. That would be a, a really really sweet gift and a good fit for me. Um, the church kind of checked all the boxes for me and what I had been looking for um, in a lead pastor role. Uh, my wife was slower to, to come on board. Uh, it was harder for her to wrap her mind around moving back to her hometown. Right. Um, many of the people in the church, um, my wife has known her whole life. Um, my, my in-laws are Christina's parents are members of our church now. Um, so that was just a very strange thing for Christina to wrap her head around. Um, but yeah, she, she agreed um, that this was such a sweet fit and uh, really matched a lot of what we were looking for. Um, we were really excited about the idea of being closer to family. Um, we both grew up close to grandparents. And so for our kids to be closer to their grandparents was a really big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the Lord just worked in both of our hearts um, and, and made it clear that this was a really good fit for us. And so we, we, uh, applied and I took the job and started in July of 2021. So I've been there just over two years. So talk about that process a little bit. You, you know, I applied, I took the job. Was this like a, uh, you know, a listing on monster.com where you check the boxes, right. you have right. a zoom interview yeah. and, uh, yeah. and the paycheck started rolling in or yeah, was yeah. It a little bit different than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in some ways it is similar. Um, there is an application, um, and interviews. I did have a couple Zoom interviews um, and in-person interviews. So in some ways, uh, taking a pastoral job is really similar to um, to taking a job out on, in a non-ministry setting. Um, but uh, the the relational connections were were the main factor. Um, the 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 job was, of course, not listed on yeah. uh, on a job board. Um, so I was I applied because I was asked to apply because I had connections in the church, um, and the people that were interviewing me, some of them knew me already. There was some shared history there, um, and of course, just given the fact that um, I had been at Bethlehem and had been at the same seminary as Jonathan, there was just a lot of uh, a lot of shared. Um, I mean, massive overlap in right. theology and philosophy right. of ministry. And so uh, neither of us were going into it blind. Um, There's a lot of legwork that had already been done. And um, a lot of the uncertainty was taken out of the equation for the church and for myself, um, which was was really sweet. Yeah. Talk a little bit then more about philosophy of ministry. What did you inherit? What was the, what is some of the, you know, the, I guess you could say even like your own personal bent and disposition mm -hmm. surrounding pastoral ministry mm -hmm. is Northfield, you know, the, mm -hmm. you know, you guys have uh, cameras on zoom mm -hmm. mounts that, you know, come in for the up yeah. close and yeah, yeah. You know, somebody who's patting your makeup every morning in yeah, the green yeah. room before you come out or yeah. is it, is it a little bit less than that or is it? Yeah, we're a low tech church. Uh, you know, we're a small church, hundred or so people on a Sunday morning is a pretty typical number. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're very simple. Um, we, uh, we record our sermons and we do have video, but um, it's pretty basic. One, one camera mounted in the back. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just a, a small, simple church um, trying to love each other well. And we're focused on, community. Um, we, we, uh, are 
uh, our, our tagline as a church is that we are for Northfield and for the nations. So um, we, we want to see the gospel spread globally. Certainly we want to see the Great Commission fulfilled and we want to be faithful to do our part in that. But we also feel like the Lord's given us a specific calling to Northfield um, that is unique. Um, we, we care about Northfield more than we do about Owatonna or Faribault or, uh, or even Lakeville because yeah. that's where the Lord has planted us. So, so the people in our church are, are largely uh, people that would identify with Northfield as their, their main community. Yeah. I mean, you're in the town of Carleton and St. Olaf. Yeah. How much overlap do you see there with the colleges? I remember Jonathan, you know, a while ago would have a, uh, ad hoc, you know, or maybe it was more planned. It felt kind of ad hoc when you talk about it, you mm-hmm. know, Bible study with mm-hmm. college students. Yeah. You've seen people from the college come. Have you seen yeah. unbelievers from the college or from the community come and yeah. become yeah. converted? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's been one of the sweet gifts in the past year. Um, uh, one of the prayers um, for the folks, Jonathan and others who planted the church was, hey, here's here are these two liberal arts colleges in town. There's a about 5,000 students between the two schools. Um, so here's 5,000 students that are coming to Northfield for four years. Um, and what would happen, what could happen if the Lord would open doors for us as a church to invest in those students? Um, and so the Lord, that's been a that's been a prayer for this church the entire time that, ch- that the church has been in existence. And I know Jonathan had had a couple seasons where a, a couple college students were part of the church and so investing in, in those students. Um, but it, it hasn't been a formal, intentional, um, we haven't given a lot of energy um, to that in terms of staffing or, or uh, specific ministries. Um, and so that's been one of the cool gifts in the past year. Uh, my wife, Christine, and I are good friends with a couple, Zach and Justine Simmons, who um, have been a part of Campus Outreach for uh, almost 10 years uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, they were members of the downtown campus, um, and Zach did. Zach was doing college ministry through Campus Outreach uh, at the U of M, um, and they were living on campus at the U of M uh, with their three kids, and they had gotten to a season, and Christina and I had been supporting them, uh, their ministry, uh, for the whole time that they've been in ministry, so we've stayed in contact with them, uh, followed their ministry, um, and when I came to Northfield, I reached out to Zach and the Lord had orchestrated um, that Zach and his wife were in a season where they were praying about a change uh, because living on campus at the U of M is a really difficult place to raise a family. Um, there just there just aren't other families there. Um, it's not, not a great environment for that. And so they were looking for for something different. And so, uh, Northfield has proved to be a great fit for them. They, they, um, came, they moved to Northfield in December of this past year. And, uh, in January he came on staff as our college ministry director. So he's working full time for us as a church, um, doing college ministry and, and doing outreach to students at Carleton and St. Olaf. And so this past semester, uh, we started to see, um, as many as 10, or 10 or 12 college students from the two campuses coming. And um, a, a couple have become members of the church that these are students that were already believers um, and have, have found fellowship at our church and become members. Um, and we had uh, one student give his life to Christ this spring. Um, Praise God. 
So, so we're just starting to see some first fruits uh, in that ministry, and we're really hopeful for what the Lord could do at those two campuses um, yeah. through our church. Yeah, there'd be more. You have a, uh, I mean, one of the things that took place, you know, you bounced around meeting in basement of a bank, mm-hmm. uh, probably some other places I'm not aware of. Yeah. But now you have your own church yeah. building. Yeah. One yeah. of the places that you were formerly mm-hmm. meeting at, probably yeah. before your time. Yep. Um, yep. That was one of the places you're in. Talk yep. a little bit about like that church building and talk a little bit about like the background of mm-hmm. how you guys got that church building. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I think the first, the, I think the night, the evening that NCC covenanted together and became a church was in this building. So it's a, a little bitty church in downtown Northfield, the building, it's a Moravian church. Um, so it was built in 1952. There's been a Moravian church in Northfield, apparently Southern Minnesota has a large Czechoslovakian background, uh, right. a lot of people with that, that background. And so the Moravians are largely Czech in terms of ethnic background, a uh, little tidbit that I didn't know until I moved to Northfield. Um, and so this church has been there for many years and, and the membership of that church had been declining and um, that church had kind of reached the end of its life cycle. Um, and so uh, our people have had their eye on that building since day one. Uh, I've been praying that the Lord would open the door for us to be in that building, but uh, it took, fi- took five years for that to happen. And we uh, rented space in the basement of a bank for most of our life, um, as well as a theater and a couple of other locations. So yeah, very much a, a transient church. Yeah, yeah. Um, doing the setup tear down thing like you guys did here at the yeah, south at the yeah. south campus for many years yeah, until did. the Lord yeah. provided this building um, and so yeah the same as I was applying for the job that church uh, closed their doors um, and put the building on the market um, and our 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 people were able to purchase the building um, and so I started in July and in August we closed on the building and had our first service there. So it's kind of like Dave Zuliger. He started September 1st and our first service was September 22nd in this building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's been a, that's been a big blessing to our church to have that permanent 24 seven space, the stability that a building provides. Um, It's raised our profile in the community. Um, I I tell people that we, we as believers, we know that the church is a people, not a place, but unbelievers don't know that. Um, They think of a church as a building. Um, And so there's, there's a little bit of an element of if you're a mobile church, are you a cult? Why why do you you meet in the basement? Um, and so there's there's a little My bit. My church meets in the basement. Yeah, there's a little bit of reticence to to try that out, and so just uh, having a building is helpful. And our our church looks like a church. Um, yeah. it's it's a classic uh, church design, and so yeah. I think even an unbeliever looks at our building and says, "Oh yeah, that's a church." Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's there's like been no a, cross needed necessarily. That's but the right. Cross helps. Yeah, that's right. Like at our building. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so it's 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 been helpful from that perspective and people, uh, people now know that we exist, um, in the community and they're, they're able to to point at our building and say, that's where they are. Um, so that's been a good gift for us. So this is a public podcast, albeit one that is just largely listened to by people that attend South cities. Mm -hmm. So as we finish up our time here, like what's one thing that makes you really happy as a blessing to you as a pastor, like just anything you can think about in ministry or personally, and then what's one challenge, one thing to pray for, mm-hmm. for you and Northfield Community Church? 
Some, yeah. Something that yeah. makes you happy. Something that. Sure. Is, and we can pray for that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, two things jump out, uh, forefront of my mind. Uh, one thing that makes me happy, um, is by God's grace right now, our church is really in a great spot of unity. Uh, we're enjoying each other, uh, uh, serving each other. Well, uh, I just see a lot of, um, mutual fellowship in our, in our church on Sunday mornings and outside of Sunday mornings. It seems like people are just, uh, doing a good job of moving toward each other, serving each other, being aware of each other's needs. Um, there's a lot of shared vision in our church right now, I think. Um, so that's, that's a good gift. I don't take that for granted. I've been parts of churches where that's not the case. Um, and I've seen the, the hard results of that. So really, really grateful to God for that, especially coming out of the past few years with all the cultural and, um, even and church related turmoil. Um, so really, really thankful for that. And then, uh, something that has given me joy recently in the church is I just had a woman in our church last week. Um, older woman has been a member of the church for a little over a year. Um, she pulled me aside, um, and, and said, Hey, I just want you to know that I've never loved my Bible more. Um, that, um, being a part of this, being a part of this church, I've just grown, this woman's been walking with Christ for probably 30 or 40 years. Um, but she said, I've just never grown as much as I have in the past year. And I've never understood my Bible more or I've, and I've never had more confidence in reading my Bible, um, than I do now as a result of the, the preaching and, um, the Bible studies that she's been a part of. So as a pastor, you can live on that for a yeah, month. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's, that's a that's a good fuel gift. in the tank right there. Yeah, yeah. So it's really encouraging to hear things like that from from my people. Um, so if you if you guys listen to if you guys are helped by Dave and Nick and Daniel and others in their preaching, you should tell them because it's an encouragement to them. Um, I didn't tell Josh to say that, but yeah, you know, can concur. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's and if you don't like our preaching, you can also tell us we are open to that. That's right. That's right. A challenge. Yeah. Challenge yeah, or a way to pray. What's challenging? Um, hmm. It's a, a good question. Um, yeah, we, you know, we have, we have good unity in our church, uh, but we have people that are broken in the church yeah. as well. Um, so we, you know, we have a few, few families that are in, in harder seasons and in, um, you know, marriages in crisis. And, um, so walking with couples and walking with families through, through hard things is hard. Um, and especially when you see, um, you know, one, uh, when you're in like, for example, a marriage counseling situation, um, when you see one spouse lean in and the other spouse lean out, right. Those are, those are really painful and that's really challenging to navigate and to know how to best help families and, um, what our role is pastorally. Great. Do you see yourself at Northfield Community Church for the next five years? Yeah, Lord willing. Um, next fifteen years. Yeah, Lord, mm-hmm. w- Lord willing. My my heart's desire is to retire from this church. Yeah. Um, I would love to be uh, in Northfield for thirty years or more. Uh, my wife grew up in Northfield. Like I said, her parents are still in the house that she grew up in. Uh, my parents are still in the house that I grew up in, in, uh, Holdingford, Minnesota, just North of St. Cloud. Um, so deep roots are 
really precious to my wife and I. We would love for our kids to be able to have some really deep roots in the community. Um, we would love to, them to have the stability of growing up in the same house and being in the same house for many years. Um, so from a family perspective, we would love to be in Northfield long-term. Um, and then just from a, from a church perspective, uh, I, I, I see a lot of value in churches that have stability in their leadership for many, many years. Yep. Um, so I would love to help provide that at our church. Amen, brother. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. You know, if you're there for 30 years, and I'm here for 30 years, yeah. maybe we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah, I'd love to come on at least every 10 years. Okay, at least every 10. All yeah. right. We'll have a decade checking in a while. Thanks yeah. again, brother. Yep. Yeah.